May the God of grace, who called you into eternal life by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. The idea of being called of God. When was the last time you found yourself questioning what was your meaning or purpose in life? When was the last time you asked yourself, God, why am I here? What have you allowed me to come into this world for? Perhaps it was during a moment of despair, the loss of a friend or a potential opportunity in your life. Perhaps it was the loss of someone even closer, the death of someone that triggered you to wonder, why am I doing this? What is it all for? Are we meant to live in a world full of sadness and sorrow, just to be testimonies, to experience death and say whether or not it is good or evil? One need only look at death to know what is evil. So why did God allow humans to experience it? The idea that Peter is establishing here, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. God, through his eternal glory, is seeking through the death and salvation of Christ to establish this character of perfection, this mindset that can go through trials and be at peace. After the suffering comes rest. Christ often invites us to look to him in our struggles. This passage reminds me a bit of John the Baptist when he sends his disciples to ask Christ, are you the Messiah or should we seek another? And Christ's answer to him was simply this, tell John what you see. The blind see, the deaf are able to hear, the lame walk, the mute speaks. In other words, Christ was pointing John's disciples to report the work and doing, the healing of the nation. They had claimed responsibility for it, and throughout the Bible we often see whenever somebody asks just for a healing, just for temporary earthly restoration, a reprove from our physical suffering, Christ would look at them and say, you ask for miracles, and yet you do not believe. Because people who were healed were people who had first accepted the forgiveness of their sins. And oftentimes he was shocked by the lack of belief in that town or village, to the point where he could perform few miracles. But where people's faith was strongest in who he was, in the claims he made, and those who laid their eyes upon him and said, he can save me from my sins? Those often experienced not only a healing of the body, but a healing of the eternal soul, a resurrection of the inner character from death to life brought into eternity through their belief in Christ. And so here Peter is telling us that the one who called us to his eternal glory is through Jesus. The eternal glory, the hope and resurrection, life beyond this temporary world is the thing that motivates and drives the Christian at his core. It is the reason they wake up. It is the thought 
before they go to sleep. It is the purpose in every interaction. It is in every breath that we breathe. The reminder that while this world is full of suffering, we are meant for something greater. Not only for this world, but for eternity to stand next to the throne of grace and say, you are just and true in all of your ways. Sin need never rise again, for we are the living testimony that say it is evil, and the universe is better off without it. Now, how do we know we will be with God in His throne? Well, Hebrews 4 verse 16 tells us, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Do we have need? Do we have struggles? Do we have sorrows? Do we have worries or cares or fears? Do we have things that seem to overwhelm us? Then we have our ticket to the throne of grace. And since the throne of grace is where we will be spending eternity, in the presence of our Savior and King, why not now practice what we will be doing for eternity? Why not now testify of God's goodness? Why not now speak of His mercy? Why not now look to the throne of grace and find favor in His sight? Our Father in heaven, we come before you to empty our hearts, to surrender our lives, to lay down the burdens of this world, that we might boldly look to your throne of grace. Here are our sorrows, here are our sins, here is my guilt, my shame, my wretchedness. All these things, Lord, we lay at your feet. We ask humbly, mercifully, for your grace. We ask for the power to save not ourselves, but those around us. We ask for the wisdom to speak, to share your love and mercy, to lighten the burden of others. Use us, Lord. Send us forth to heal the nation to transform the hearts and minds of those in need, that we would come to you seeking redemption. And when we have gone through and suffered, when we have experienced this world to its fullest, we might find ourselves made perfect through the trial. We might find ourselves established, strengthened, and settled on the rock of our salvation. And that is Jesus Christ. We believe. Amen.